Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back for 2016, our first show of the year, and it's going to be a good one. I am super excited to talk to you guys today and to introduce you to best-selling author Karen Anderson. She is the author of The Peaceful Daughter's Guide to Separating from a Difficult Mother. Karen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So every week on Book Journeys, we, uh, we, we really find out about the process of becoming an author and that emergence um, from an idea to a finished book. So let's start off with a great topic for the new year, um, The Peaceful Daughter's Guide. Let's start off by telling people a little bit about you and your book. Well, um, as I, as you know, my name is Karen, and I um, I wrote this book um, as a result of having a, a difficult relationship with my own mother, and um, I created the the idea for the book. Actually, was born out of a class that I created uh, for. Um, for my master coach certification program, and oh. yeah, and so I um, and it was funny because I am a writer. That's I mean I kind of consider myself a writer first, and um, and and it was kind of weird because when I created the class, I um, I didn't initially see it as a book. I mean I, I it, it it just didn't even dawn on me. And and then I actually uh, a friend of mine said to me, "Hello, <laughs> this would make a great mm-hmm. book." So um, so yeah, I I um, so tell people uh, what's in it. What's in tell the book? Tell people what the book's about. Yeah, tell people what the book's about. Okay, so the book is partly my own story, not not my whole full story, but um, you know it it it's. It's a little bit about um, some of the challenges that I had um, with my mother and um, some of the the things that I went through as a result of not being able to, I should say, some of the problems that I had as a result of being emotionally enmeshed with my mom and coming to the awareness that that was what the issue was and then the process that I developed to unenmesh myself, as it were, mm. um, which started as, as I said, um, part of this master master coach certification project that I was was working on. And when I realized how well it worked for me and how amazing I felt as a result of doing that work myself, I knew I couldn't keep it to myself. So the book, the book mm. is 
own story, and it's also partly the concepts and the lessons that I um, learned and 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 uh, created for the process, and 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 then also some um, journal prompts and exercises that readers can use themselves to um, to start the process for, for themselves. So who who is this book for? This book is for an adult woman who has been through therapy, who is already aware that there's an issue there and, and, and has worked through some of it or all of it um, in therapy and is ready to... Um, Move on and move, you know, move move into the future. Um, I, I find, from my own experience, was that therapy was great in terms of helping me to understand what the problem was, and I dug around a lot in my past, but but it didn't really help me move forward. And I, I mean, I don't want to say that that therapy was bad because it was it was wonderful in a lot of respects, but I found that. It was like, oh, okay, so you've had it. You have a difficult mother, and and that's it. Like you kind of figure that out, but you don't really understand what what to do for yourself. Because again, my book is about you. It's not about your mother. It's about what you taking responsibility for yourself and um, doing the things necessary for you to redefine who you are and what you want in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember being in therapy, going through a similar issue and just wanting my therapist to tell me what to do. But, like, right. mom, you know, called me today and this happened. What do I do? Like, where do you get that? Right, and, right. And um, I think so many people are like, okay, I know there is a next step, but what, how do I actually handle this now I know what the situation is? Right, exactly. And And, I mean, there were times where I felt as if, my therapist was actually sort of validating um, me staying stuck, if that makes any sense. Like mm. nothing, keeping it was sort of like, <clears throat> like okay, well, yeah, your mom, your mom's mentally ill, or your mom's a narcissist, or your mom's, you know, whatever. So you're pretty much screwed, you know. Like that's right, and that's that sucks, you know, and and. You know, it keeps you, I guess it kind of keeps you in that um, victim phase, you know, the victim mentality a little bit. At least that's what it did for me. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. So um, so you created this, um, you created the course, and when you, when you wrote your book or when you decided to write your book, did you have a vision for, you know, kind of how you wanted this book to be a part of your business? Sort of. Um, I had written a book previous to this and had no strategy or anything. It was just, oh, I want to write a book, and I'd been doing a lot of writing, and I had – you know, a lot of, I had, you know, plenty of material and I just went and did it on my own. And um, it was great. I mean, it was a great experience. But um, I knew that this book could be much more powerful if if I did it the right way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I, 
the right way or the wrong way, but you know that to to to, to have it be um, a little bit more strategic in terms of not just what's in the book, but also you know having it be um, an adjunct, I guess, to to the work that I do with you know live with people. Yeah. I love that you already had kind of a program created um, and uh, you had kind of had that program created even before you wrote your book. And I'm guessing that a lot of the same concepts and maybe worksheets that are in the program are in the book. Is there, is there a crossover? Yes. But what's fascinating is that um, when I thought, okay, yes, I should turn this into a book, um what what the book ended up being was a lot probably uh, much better than it would have been if if I hadn't if I hadn't met you. <laughs> yeah. How I mean, so? Well, you know, I I you know, I'm not saying that to be like, you know, whatever, but no, I mean and and it's funny because I I when I first ha- you know had the idea for the book, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I've got this. This is going to be great. I have all this stuff and and then, you know, when I actually um, sat down to write it after, you know, I was working with one of your developmental editors, um, there was so much more that was able to come into it as a result of that process that I would have never known. Wow. You know? So, um, so yeah. So are there some things now that if you, because you'd written a book before, kind of, you know, uh, in a different way, and, and now you've written a book this way, are there some pieces of advice that you might give to other people or things that you would do if you were writing a third book that you learned from this process? Um, there's nothing like having, a you know, another set of eyes, um, as you go, um, and and you know, in my first experience, I did I did hire an editor, um, but it was sort of like after the fact. It wasn't while I was writing, and so even mm. though I had some of the material already written for this book, it was sort of like as I was putting it together, and you know, and having somebody read read what I was writing as I was writing it and sort of then it, you know, it helped um, mold the book as I went. Mm. Does that that make sense? And so my advice, you know, my advice is, and I I don't know how other editors and publishers work, you know, that it's my experience is is only limited to, you know, the two ways that I've done it. And, um, but to me, having that objective um, second set of, you know, eyes and and coaching, uh, you know, as I went along and, and ask, you know, the, pro- the process of um, understanding who I'm writing for as I'm writing and um, a lot of the pre, pre-writing work was... Um, yeah, been preparing to write. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I admit, did you did you prepare in a similar way for this book that you did from your first book? No, no, this book was 
this book was very different. Um, the first book, as I said, I kind of just was like, oh, I've written all these things. Let's put them together and make a book, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's not a bad book, but it's, and then, you know, I mean, it's it's just very, very different. And this book, as I, as I said earlier, it's, um, it's much more strategic. It feels um, more complete and more, it's more helpful, mm. you know. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the actual writing process itself for you. Were there times where you faced writer's block? And if so, what did you do about it? Um, yes, I guess. Um, I, uh, let's see. I, I don't know if I faced writer's block in the way that most people think of it. Um, but I guess I guess the the having the schedule and also knowing that um, that I had the opportunity to connect with the developmental editor when mm. I you know did it was helpful because sometimes all you need is somebody and it's not like she she did anything you know. Uh, out of the ordinary, it was just usually a you know you can do this, and and right. it's, it's, you know it's just like how I, I mean I guess I've learned enough about myself over the years to know that when I'm feeling blocked, it's temporary, and just like mm. you know it'll pass. Even though it it feels very uncomfortable in the moment, it's like well you know right. okay comfortable, but this will pass and. You know, you've shown yourself many, many, many times before that you will write again. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's how I that's how I do it. <laughs> what was your what was your writing schedule like? Did you write sort of at random times or did you have the same time of day that you wrote every day? How did you go through that writing process? I'm random. <laughs> I I it's funny. I, I'm lucky in that I have a lot of free time, and I used to actually. That's it's funny because it kind of actually kind of connects in with my message overall. But um, I used to be guilty because I have a lot of free time, and what I realized actually fairly recently is that. It's not like I'm sitting here doing nothing um, when it looks like I'm just sitting here doing nothing. I have created enough space in my life for my creativity to flow. Oh, and so I love that. Yeah, and and yeah, and it's it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't a conscious thing that ha you know that I said okay I'm going to create this space so that I have creativity to for you know for my creativity to flow. I didn't, it just happened this way over years. And um, so, so now, but now the, the good part is that I don't feel guilty about it anymore. Like, oh, I'm supposed to sit here and have my nose to the grindstone and look like I'm working, you know. Um, but, I, you know, and in, in a way it is a luxury, though, that I, that I have this, I have it this way right now. And, um it, it gives me space to 
to do my work. Mm. And so what are some of the things for you um, that uh, that are, I, I will call them, the benefits of being an author? Why was it worth it to you to write these books and to call yourself an author? It's funny. I, I had wanted to be a writer since I was a little child. Um, and, it, you know, I had a seventh grade teacher who told me that I had talent as a writer. And I <clears throat> went to college and imagined myself becoming a um, foreign correspondent. And that didn't mm. happen. That didn't happen. And I, I ended up but I, and it's funny because I ended up writing as a, you know, um, as a profession for many years. But, but what was fascinating about it is that I didn't write for myself, and I never believed that I actually had anything to say. Mm. And, and, um, you know, through the course of my life, uh, you know, there were personal things going on, and, and you know, tough tough things that were happening emotionally for me. And I started blogging in 2009, and that's when I realized, you know, that I had been sort of punishing myself by not allowing myself to have the voice that I knew that I, you know, I knew that I had something to say, but I didn't really, I didn't trust myself. I didn't have the confidence. Um, and it was it was blogging that sort of broke that open for me. And what's fat, what's also kind of fascinating is that as a child, I also had another fantasy, which was me standing on a stage wearing a fabulous dress and singing a song that made everyone just go, oh, you know, with inspiration. <laughs> and it's funny because what I realized is that I I don't want to sing. It, singing is not my thing. Mm-hmm. But that the the fantasy itself is still the same, which is using my actual voice to inspire. And so mm-hmm. you asked about the book, right? So the writing the book was partly something that I wanted to do, I guess, to prove to myself that I could do it, and and also realizing that I have a very powerful message. And, uh, and so I, you know, I've been able to hone and... Um, cultivate my writing voice which I'm very I love my writing voice and having written the book especially this book um has shown me that both of my little fantasies are are able to come true using my writing voice and then also using my my actual voice um mm. and actually something that I'm... And I'm wondering if with this second book, was there anything about writing a book about your relationship with your mother and that process that helped that voice to come out even more or less? Like, are those Uh, things related? No, totally connected. And what's fascinating is that uh, um, I... I used to, like, you know, when I started blogging, I used to say, oh, yeah, I put myself out there. I'm not afraid, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to write about anything. And what's kind of fascinating is that my mother 
my my relationship with my mother became much more strained after I started blogging. And I wasn't blogging about her. I was blogging about me. And she didn't like it at all. And so, <laughs> and and when my first book came out, that was when it really fell apart. And mm. so, you know, I mean, coming to this point where I've written this book, what I realized is that I had an unconscious belief um, that if I move forward with this, if I speak, if I use my voice, my writing voice or my actual voice to speak the truth and to say, tell my story, my mother will destroy me. Mm. And I, I mean, that's not, that's something that I, st- I realized after this book came out. I realized that that fear, that belief was in there after this book came out. But um, and and so so how did you answer that? How do you how do you respond to that fear? Here's 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 the the fun part. And as somebody who you know understands the power of thought work and emotion work, you'll I think you'll appreciate this one. I I don't I don't have I haven't just like I haven't I don't resist that thought. I haven't tried to change that thought. I have I have I have now just twisted it slightly to um, my mother, you know, I, 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 I want to use my voice. I want to be successful. I want to tell my stories using my writing voice, using my actual voice. And my mother may, may destroy me and that's okay. Like, mm. no longer, it's, it's like, you know, the fear is no longer there. But because I did, I walked around for my whole life, 53 years of it, um, and I don't think this fear will ever go away. But you know, fearing my mom. Yeah, and it's I, okay. I mean, I, I've heard people talk about that when their parents aren't even alive anymore. Yeah, and so uh, it was like I never. I always thought, oh well, I have to. I can't think. Well, I didn't even realize I was actually thinking that. I mean, I knew that there was fear. Um. But what's really fascinating is that embracing the fear and and being okay with the fact that my mother may try to destroy me has actually increased the amount of love that I feel for my mother. Well, why do you think it's, that is? That's fascinating. I know, and it's um, it's because. I, I guess I recognize that it's maybe the fear is mirrored or, you know, sort of understanding that she probably has as much fear, you know, as I do or as anybody does. And um, and, and rather than live in this sort of, like, resistance place, just letting it in and, and it's just like I, I have so much compassion for myself now and, and so it's like I can't help but have it for her. Mm. You know, and like we're yeah. just all a bunch of weird people, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 we all, you know, it's going to be forever. I mean, you don't fear doesn't go away, right? And that's it's okay. So, what what do you think is the best 
thing that's come out of having your book? Is it kind of that personal journey that you went on, or are there some external things um, that you would say uh, are your favorite things that came out of the book? Um, I think the thing, my favorite thing is it's like it's two things and they're equally, um, you know, number one on the list. (laughs) Um, And it's one of them is the internal um, thing that's happened, the peace that I feel. I mean, and again, the Peaceful Daughter's Guide, peace is, um, is where it's at. And I kind of like to say, you know, it's, it's creating world peace one daughter at a time. Because if you feel it, feel it in your inside, then you know it exudes out. And even if it's just one other person, um, you know your job is done from you know creating world peace. But but so then you know along with that internal is the external of the of knowing that I've given that gift to others. Hmm. You know, um, I get the. And how do you know that? Have you gotten emails or like what? What? How? How have people told you your book has helped them? Um, I yeah, I get lots and lots of emails. Um, I get. I mean, people have signed up. You know, to be on my mailing list. Um, I've gotten lots of people signed up to you know chat with me about it. Um. And every time I mention the book to somebody, you know, I, I one of my goals this year is to be out and about and use, like I said, using my actual voice and talking to, to people rather than hiding behind my computer. Um, mm. the, look, the look on their face when I tell them the title is like, oh, thank God. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is the what's the advice that you would give to someone who wants to write a book and they haven't been able to finish it? You've you've done you've done two of these now, so you obviously know how to complete the project. A lot of people have this on their to do list for years or even decades. What would you tell them? I you know, I'd ask why aren't you doing it? <laughs> you know, I mean really get real with yourself. Why aren't you finishing? And, and ask that ask yourself that question and answer it. And then you know if you if if you know maybe you really don't want to. Um, and if that's the case, fine, then don't. But if you really really do, then at, you know get get out there and find someone like Angela. Find you know anybody. Just do it. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, I think that's so I think that's so powerful to just say like it may be the reason why you're talking about it and not doing it is that you don't really want to do it. And that's fine too. Right. Right? There's no there's there's no law that says if you don't write a book like you fail life. It's perfectly fine. Um but right. I think that desire and pushing back from that desire or pushing against that is even harder than just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to do it." Yeah, and I mean, you know, we 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 can tie ourselves up with undecided things. So just decide, mm-hmm. you know, right. and 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 then you know, as I said, ask yourself the question, and then make sure you like your answer. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
ask yourself the question and make sure you like the answer. Well, Karen C.L. Anderson, she is the author of The Peaceful Daughter's Guide to Separating from a Difficult Mother. You can find that on Amazon, and you can learn more about Karen at KCL. Anderson with an O-N dot com, KCLAnderson.com. Check out Karen's site and her book, especially if you have had a challenging relationship with your mother. Um, And Karen, I just want to thank you again for being our guest today. Thank you, Angela. Well, you guys, this has been another episode of Book Journeys. I am very excited um, that in just a little less than two weeks, my next book, The Incubated Author, is coming out. If you would like a free early copy of that, you can email Angela at theauthorincubator.com. Just put book launch team in the subject line, and we will get you a copy of that. Very excited to talk to you guys about that book, um, which is about starting a movement with your message. So we will be back next week at Book Journeys, changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.